Walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the Pecan Podcast. Hello, dear friends. It is Pastor Courtney coming to you here on the PCOM podcast. It is so good to be with you. We have been in a series on politics, and this podcast is going live one week, exactly one week before the national presidential election. And so rather than talk more about the election, I am going to read a devotional that was sent to me by a dear PCOM member, April Rudge. April runs the Music Together classes at PCOM. She is one of our bridge ministers that offers care and prayer in times of crisis, and she is just so deeply wise. And I read this devotional and emailed her back and said, April, may I share this? And may I say that it came from you? And she said, absolutely. This just felt like what... Uh, what God has been laying on my heart and in more eloquent words than I have to bring to bear on it. It is it is from Richard Rohr, who is a Catholic writer. Um, he runs a retreat center and a spiritual, spiritual formation center in New Mexico, and it's called the Center for Action and Contemplation. And when I think about politics, I think sometimes we're a lot about action and not as much about contemplation. And I just love that his his center talks about action and then talks about this com- contemplative, reflective process. But I want to share with you some portions of this devotional, which he wrote on September the 19th, 2020. It was forwarded to me from uh, April Rudge. So these are some excerpts from Richard Rohr's devotional, which I will link to in the show notes from September the 19th, 2020. And the title is Some Simple But Urgent Guidance to Get Us Through These Next Months. And he begins by telling a story about a writer he loves, a Jewish writer who suffered through time in a concentration camp. And then he shares some of Psalm 62. And then he shares a poem. And each of these, I'll link to it in the show notes. I I don't want to take all of his words and put them on my podcast, our church podcast. Um, But I invite you to look because they are all stitched together really, really beautifully. And what he says as he's wrapping up this devotional is he really encourages us to quiet our souls, quiet our hearts, quiet our minds, and let God dwell in us richly. So not letting all of the noise in, not letting all of the chaos in, not letting all of the conspiracy theories in, not letting all of the partisan politics in, but instead sitting quietly before the Lord. And he writes this challenge, this encouragement, this word of hope. He writes, stand as a sentry at the door of your senses for these coming months So the blood-dimmed tide, there he's quoting a poem above, cannot make its way into your soul. If you allow it for too long, it will become who you are, and you will no longer have natural access to the really deep well that Eddie Hillisum, that's the Jewish writer, returned to so often 
and that held so much vitality and freedom for her. If you will allow, I recommend for your spiritual practice for the next four months, he wrote this in September, and so now we'll say for the next three months, that you impose a moratorium on exactly how much news you are subject to, hopefully not more than an hour a day of television, social media, internet news, magazine, and newspaper commentary and or political discussions. It will only tear you apart and pull you into the dualistic world of opinion and counter-opinion, not divine truth, which is always found in a bigger place. Instead, I suggest that you use this time for some form of public service, volunteerism, reading from the master's prayer, or preferably all of the above. You have much to gain now and nothing to lose, nothing at all. And the world with you as a stable center has nothing to lose and everything to gain. Again, that's from a devotional written by the Catholic writer Richard Rohr on September 19th, 2020. I will link to it in the show notes. Thank you so much, April, for sending it our way, sending it my way and allowing me to to share. Um, Friends, we are in the home stretch of this election And I've been hearing from many PECOM folks on both the left and the right that we are holding out hope for November 3rd and for a particular outcome. We are holding out hope. We just need to get to Election Day and then things will be the way we need them to be. And I think people on the left and the right are praying that same same prayer from different vantage points. And so I just want to reaffirm what we've been talking about on this podcast since we started the podcast uh, over a year ago, but particularly in this section on politics, that our hope, our hope is not in the red or the blue. Our hope is not in a, a certain person being elected to a certain office. Our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ who transcends our political parties, our political wrangling the Lord of heaven and earth. He is God. Today, November 3rd, January 20th, and all of the days in between and all of the days before and all of the days after. So I just want to double down on Richard Rohr's advice to quiet our souls and our minds. I have taken some rather drastic steps in my own life in in this pandemic season. I have not been on social media in several months. I have had to really curtail my consumption of news and social media because too much does really become harmful. It does really become toxic. And for my generation, that does tend to be social media. It's it's Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. But for your generation, if you're a different age than I am, it may be news, having the news on, having talk radio on, reading the endless scroll of the internet. And we do, we get in these cycles where we check and we check and we check, or it's the constant background hum to our lives. And whatever we continually expose ourselves to, that is what we become. And I think the deeper question underneath all the question of politics is who are we becoming? Who do we want to become? Who is God calling us to become? 
Who is God calling you to become? I have not shared a psalm in several weeks on this podcast. We used to do a psalm every day when we started this as a daily podcast. But Psalm 71 has felt really prescient and powerful and wise in this last run up to the election. So my question for you this morning is, in what are you placing your hope? And to what and to whom is God calling you in this season? You have one vote. It is a small thing, but you also have one life, one heart, one spirit, one mind. Can you give those to the Lord as well? All that you are, all that you have. Let Psalm 71 be a prayer for us this day. Psalm 71. In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, rescue and deliver me. Turn your ear to me and save me. Be my rock of refuge to which I can always go. Give the command to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of those who are evil and cruel, for you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. I have become a sign to many. You are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. Do not cast me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. For my enemies speak against me. Those who wait to kill me conspire together. They say God has forsaken him. Pursue him and seize him, for no one will rescue him. Do not be far from me, my God. Come quickly, God, to help me. May my accusers perish in shame. May those who want to harm me be covered with scorn and disgrace. As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long, though I know not how to relate them all. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. Since my youth, God, you have taught me. And to this day, I declare your marvelous deeds. Even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. Your righteousness, God, reaches to the heavens. You who have done great things, who is like you, God? Though you have made me see troubles many and bitter, you will restore my life again from the depths of the earth. You will again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once more. I will praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, my God. I will sing praises to you with the lyre, Holy One of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you in whom you have delivered. My tongue will tell of your righteous acts all day long. For those who wanted to harm me have been put to shame and confusion. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That is one of those psalms that just seems to have a little bit of everything in it. So my prayer is that you found yourself 
in that psalm, and maybe that's a good one for you to sit with this week and meditate on this week. One of the devotional guides that I go back to time and time again is called a guide to prayer for ministers and other servants. And every week they have different readings from scripture, but they also keep you in the same Psalm every day. So I've been reading through Matthew 10 this week, but I've also been reading Psalm 71 every single day. And it's amazing because it's the same Psalm. It's the same 18 verses, but they are different. They are, um, they hit me in a different way each and every day, new every morning. And so I encourage you, maybe it's this Psalm or maybe it's another Psalm, um, to pick a Psalm every week and spend some time in it and read it again and again and again. I remember reading the story of a minister who was going through a really difficult time in his life and he was on an airplane flying somewhere and he picked up his Bible and it fell open to Psalm 23 and he thought to himself, well, I, you know, I'm not going to get anything new out of this. I've read the Psalm so many times and he only got through the first few words and he just read, the Lord is my shepherd. And it just broke open this dam inside of him that had been holding back all of this grief and anger and sadness. And, and the Psalms work on us like that. Scripture, (laughs) scripture tells us that it is living and active. It is sharper than any two edged sword. And it, it pierces us in ways that we need to be pierced and it binds up our wounds in ways that we need our wounds to be bound up. So Um, I just encourage you to sit in the scriptures. And there was a meme going around online a few months ago that just said, Dear God, it was one of those those letter boards where you can arrange different words on the letter board. And the top said, Dear God. And then all of the letters were in a big jumble. And then the end said, Amen. And I think there are days where we find ourselves in that place of not having words. And the Psalms can be such a healing balm for those seasons because they offer us words words of scripture, words of truth, words of these big emotions that we may not have. Uh, We may not be able to put our own words to these feelings. Um, So highly, highly recommend picking a psalm for the week and sitting in it, sitting with it. Um, Let's move now to our, our other recommendations section. A few recommendations as we begin. Um, Jeff Given in worship, uh, not last Sunday, but a Sunday before, closed with a final song, The Blessing. And if you haven't heard this song, maybe you attend the sanctuary service or you missed that particular awake service, I encourage you to check it out. I will link to it in the show notes. It is such a beautiful song. It is the words of a benediction from scripture set to music. Every word in that song is directly from scripture. And our kids love this song. It is in their hearts. It's a way they've memorized scripture without knowing they were memorizing scripture. And I'm going to link you to actually a version called the Pittsburgh Blessing. Early on in the pandemic, many cities around the country and even around the world took this song and invited every church in the area to submit a track. And then they edited these tracks all together. So what you have is different song leaders, worship leaders from all over Pittsburgh singing together from their homes, from their closets, from their living rooms, edited together into one song, singing God's blessing and provision and prayer over the city of Pittsburgh. And it took my breath away. It is it is beautiful. It is beautifully done. Um, so highly recommend checking that out. You can look up the song too, if you have a, a favorite place to get your songs. The song is called The Blessing and it's by Elevation Worship. And it is just scripture set to music in a really powerful way. Um, Sometimes we get questions, why aren't we doing more songs like this at PCOM, where we edit together multiple, multiple parts? 
Um, Jeff Given and Gene Roberson could speak to that more in detail, but basically for a song that's three or four minutes like that with even five or six different parts, it takes dozens of hours to stitch it together. It's just not as simple as everyone recording it. And then you just play it at the same time. There are levels involved and there's buffering. And I, I don't even understand. I can barely record a podcast (laughs) from my little dining room table, but there's a lot involved in it. And, um, a lot of our staff is really, um, at capacity most weeks. Daryl and I like to joke that everything we do digitally takes 10 times as long and is half as good. Um, we just so desperately miss being in person and having the choir sing and the worship team and the children's choirs and all of these things. And until that is safe, we are stitching things together in the best way we know how. Um, we would love to do more of that in short, but it just isn't, it's not always possible. Um, But on that note, if you want more PCOM music in your life or other PCOM elements, or maybe you think, I love this podcast, but I always forget when it comes out and then I miss an episode and then I catch up and we have a really exciting announcement. My final recommendation for today is the PCOM Connect app. Yes, that's right. There's an app for that. There's an app for PCOM. It is amazing. I talked about it in the announcements this Sunday, but it has music libraries, Bible study videos, every week podcast, you can get push notifications. So when it's time to register for an in-person event, you get a notice on your phone, like, Oh, registration's open. You can register right now. It has Sunday school lessons. It has youth group information. It has a Bible inside the app and you can read it or you can listen to it. It's also an audio Bible. You can watch sermons and maybe you're driving somewhere and you want to listen to the sermon. You can also just do audio. You don't have to do video for the sermons and things like that. It is awesome. Daryl has been putting his heart and soul into it and it is a beautiful app. It is a beautiful, beautiful app. So highly encourage you to download that. It's available for Apple or Android. You can get it on your phone, on your tablet. Just go to wherever you get your apps, your app store, and it's free. Just download PCOM Connect. And it's super user-friendly, but we can also help you if you have any questions. Um, and you can set up your notifications so you never miss another worship service. You can get it to notify you when a worship service is about to start or a podcast or um, any upcoming PCOM events. It also has a calendar. It has PCOM This Week, which are all of the announcements for a given week. People sometimes say I talk too fast. (laughs) I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, But on those Sunday announcements, those can really speed by you in this way. Anything that was in the Sunday announcements, the Friday email is all collected in one place. So you don't ever have to miss out on anything ever again. We are so excited about the app. All right. So recommendations, the song, the blessing and the PCOM app. And finally, dear friends, we pray for a different person or group of people every week on the podcast. And this week, we are going to get really practical, and we are going to pray for our actual physical neighbors. We did this early on in the pandemic, but I think it is well overdue to do it again. So whether you live in a house or an apartment or a condo, who lives right near you? On either side, if you're in an apartment who lives above or below you, do you know their names? Do you know what is on their plate, what is heavy on their heart? How can you be in prayer for them this week? If you know them well, you may want to ask and say, you know, I, you're on my prayer list this week. How can I pray for you? I have a dear friend who lives out in Massachusetts, and every couple of weeks she texts me and said, 
I have this prayer list and you're the top of the list today. How can I pray for you? And those things, even to people who aren't Christians, often mean the world. It is rare someone will say, no, I'd prefer you didn't pray for me. Um, so ask and and invite and um, let us pray for our neighbors this week. Everyone is going through it right now. Everyone is carrying a burden heavier than they would normally carry in a normal season, in a normal year. So even as we pray for this political process and for the election coming up just next week, let us also pray for our actual physical neighbors. Um, And maybe as you're praying, God will lay something on your heart. Maybe they need a meal or maybe they need a bouquet of flowers or um, maybe they need an encouraging anonymous note. Every once in a while in neighborhoods, people leave unkind anonymous notes. Be be the kind anonymous note. Um, I mentioned in my sermon a couple weeks ago how upset I was when I didn't get my crossword puzzle on Sunday and someone at PCOM sent me anonymously a book of New York Times crossword puzzles. No note. Uh, If it was you, thank you. Um, But it was such a beautiful gesture. And it was even more beautiful because it was anonymous. Because now I am looking at all 900 of our PECOM members and thinking, "Was was it this person? Was it him? Was it her? And just feeling really loved by the entire church because of one sweet anonymous gesture. So um, maybe God wants you to just reach out anonymously to a neighbor and tell them that you love them and you're praying for them and um, that they're seen, they're, that you love that they're part of your neighborhood. So let us pray for our actual neighbors. Let us meditate together on the Psalms and let us remember the wise words of Richard Rohr that we can turn off the flow of information and sit with the Lord Jesus Christ in whom we live and move and have our being and in whom all wisdom and truth and hope and peace and grace is found. All right, friends, until next week. It has been so good being with you. Jeff Given will lead us off next week, Election Day, as we pray for our country, for our neighbors, and for the world. It has been so good to be with you, friends. Until next time, take care, be well, and God bless.